Welcome to another Scrapyard. I'm Seamus Byrne, and this week I'm joined by one lovely friend. Uh, I I feel like I'm just going to call you Todovsky today. Um, That's pretty, yeah, yeah, that works. You happy with that? Is is it Toady for short, or is that too much of a neighbour's reference? <laughs> Some have have, have um, called me Toady online, like hey Toady, but um, the origins of it is always the the big question mark. And it's from Mario RPG on the Super Nintendo. Oh wow! One of the one of the characters was a composer called Todovsky, <laughs> and uh, someone and who likes I, to compose. Yeah, that's right. And I took his namesake um, to do a rumor column back in the in Nintendo Gamer magazine days. Oh, <laughs> and so he would write. He would just talk about the rumors, but he'd be the most. Uh, but I guess arrogant, but in a funny way where he would just talk up, you know, the things that he was doing, um, you know, concerts and yeah, right, talking to this celebrity <laughs> and perhaps even flirting with certain video game characters and then talk about the rumors, <laughs> squeeze them in here and there. So it became like a, an alter ego. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I love it. And and people can find all those classics online, I'm sure. Wait, no. No. Old school magazine days. <laughs> mm. That's awesome. So, look, yes, this is a show, if you have never tuned in before, about uh, Blizzard games, all things Blizzard. Um, And this week, uh, I thought I'd actually kick it off. I think this might be sort of a thing that I'll try to do a little bit of now on. Just a really quick rundown of a few things that jump out that we're not going to focus on. Uh, Some we've focused on already, but that they're now actually happening. Uh, And then we'll get into the thick of a couple of other discussions. But... In quick news this week, the big things that I've spotted are Overwatch Archives is now live. So if you're itching to pick up the new skins and dive into all that sort of shenanigans, um, then it's it's up there and it's ready for action. Uh, Diablo- With modifiers now. Oh, so okay, tell me about the modifiers because actually I didn't notice that bit. So they're going to change it on week to week, but I believe that, um, yeah, so... The first one is the enemies will drop lava upon death. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. And um, I'm guessing if you just walk over it, you'll take damage. But in the teaser clip, yeah, it basically just pulls off like little globules all over the map. And then another one will be glass cannon where you have, you know, basically no health, but you do way more damage. Right. Um, Enemies that can't be... That are invulnerable from a certain distance, so if you, you have to be really close to do damage, um, so it's, so sort of things to make the yeah, archive missions, yeah, replayable for those that have played them. So kind of a way to say we didn't have a new archive for you. Um, so here, let's just try to make it different a little bit. <laughs> yeah, because by the way, everybody, we, we're working on Overwatch Two. That's right, Overwatch <laughs> Two, which uh, the archives are a. Um, I guess a testbed or were prototypes for it. That's a really good point, actually, because, yeah, it was definitely the first time we were getting a taste of storyline concepts um, to be able to mess around with. So, mm. yeah, it's a good point. And, like, I, I thoroughly enjoyed them the first sort of couple of times. I mean, again, I'm not big into the, you know, and now I will run through this thing another ten times after I've, you know, comfortably done it a couple of times. Mm. Um, you know, I like changing up the different roles that I might play sort of through some of those missions just to kind of get those different experiences. This is coming from 
an avid WoW player. Yes. <laughs> Making it sound like <laughs> you don't like doing the same thing more than once. Um, it's yeah. just not for me. Unless I'm playing my 10th alt. <laughs> <laughs> and then for some reason, it's a, yeah, yep. Okay, yep, touche. You're right. <laughs> mm. Um, what else we got? We've got Diablo 3 Season 20 is now live. So yes. uh, that's another nice thing to to grind your way through. And again, I would repeatedly play Diablo 3. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so maybe it's anything that makes me um, repeatedly play something from a first-person shooter perspective. <laughs> or maybe, yeah, maybe you get something against Overwatch and it's finally coming out. No, I I like I spent way too much money on loot boxes because I love collecting skins. Maybe that's it. I see if I could earn mm. skins by repeatedly playing that level because the boss drops loot at the end, uh, that then would have the gameplay loop of World of Warcraft and I'd probably be desperately searching for those loot drops. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's fine. It's a completely different mechanic, totally different. It's not me, it's them. Okay, it's me. Um, all right. And then the last just quick thing was there's a new thing in WoW where the essences related to um, all your uh, Heart of Azeroth stuff is actually about to go account-wide, which is a huge help for players of many different alts. Um, I'm definitely not one of the. Yes, that's me. Um, because they have been really hard work to kind of go and find all the essences and then level them up to kind of the higher versions and super hard work and it has really meant that anybody who wants to kind of you know focus on any high level end game has kind of had to really focus on one character or just do way way too much grinding and so this change is definitely going to help people Um, that sounds like something that should have happened a while ago then why has it taken so long it really does sound like something that should have happened a while ago um it is probably, I feel like it's one of those things where they have, um, you know, like they're so often in WoW, they're reluctant to make things, um, I mean, easy is the kind of cheap word to use, but um, yeah, they like making you earn things because earning things slowly is part of what keeps you playing the game um, and not running out of content. <laughs> Um, so I think this is one where they've realized that, you know, with the new horrific vision stuff going on, there's plenty of stuff there in that core gameplay loop, but that actually it's very hard to then push all the way through horrific visions with a character if you don't have a good set of essences to help you do it. And so it's like forcing people to go backwards in the game in order to kind of earn stuff before they can then play the newest cool stuff. So I think, and, you know, given that we're now into this window where it's like there's, you know, like what, sort of four or five months left before we um, get to, you know, sort of the pre-patch for the next expansion, uh, Mm -hmm. they probably feel like, yeah, this is a nice bone to throw to people so they can then start really feeling like they can enjoy some of their alts a bit more on the, the final kind of content at the moment. Cool. That's my theory and I'll stick to it. It's a sound theory. Yeah. Um, okay. So on the bigger things, the stuff we touched on because it's been two weeks. And, I mean, it's funny. Not much has happened in the world in the last two weeks. <laughs> no, nothing. Yeah. When we think back, we were <laughs> – I don't think we even mentioned coronavirus two weeks ago. Um, and now you can't, you know, you can't step over uh-huh. anything in society right now. It was now. such a thing 
called toilet paper a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> there was toilet paper a couple of weeks ago. You could you could walk down the street and, and trip over toilet paper. That's yeah, we were living in advanced times. You could walk <laughs> into a store and, and buy pasta and You could say rice. six say, packets me, of sir. toilet paper, my good man, and no one would even ask <laughs> you, you have why something? did you want six packets. <laughs> well, so, after you yeah. use a lavatory. <laughs> Yeah, it's like different times, different times. Actually, I I was uh, I had like a story idea um, for one of my uh, other jobs. I was going to write sort of a bit of a um, yeah, a bit of a devil's advocate kind of a piece about kind of in defense of junkets and that whole thing of you know us as journalists going on a trip mm-hmm. with a company to get access to see cool things. Um, the you know, because it definitely comes up a lot here in Australia in particular on things like Media Watch is often picked on tech journalists, things like that. Um, but I th- I've always argued that it's like it's it's a luxury to very big news outlets that they can sometimes, they can afford to kind of throw budget at sending someone at their own expense to go and cover something. Yep. Um, and for small players, it's just not possible, but it is also helpful to our audiences to be able to go and see those things firsthand. Otherwise... Everything is just secondhand information from overseas. So anyway, what I just thought was hilarious was having I bumped into that on my you know on my sort of pile of ideas, and suddenly went, no one's going anywhere for the next six months. Yep. So I'm like, I might just park to park that story idea because it's it's just fundamentally not relevant to our industry right now. <laughs> I don't know everything's been cancelled. Yeah. But you know what hasn't been cancelled, and some people thought it should have been Warcraft Three Reforged. <laughs> segue. Do you like my segue? <laughs> Excellent. I was thinking, where's he going with this? Yeah. Um, so, look, let's talk a little bit about that. You wrote, I really enjoyed your review. I will make sure and uh, link it in the show notes. Yes. Because I think, you know, there was so much anticipation. Um, I th- <laughs> I feel like, yeah, from my perspective, just as I guess a quick initial thought, I thought, you know as is the way of the internet some of the backlash is phenomenally over the top but there was no um blizzard did no management of the changes before it landed everybody kind of had been given an image of what we were about to receive and then there was not like they had plenty of time to be able to say, you know what, it's not quite going to be what we'd hoped it was going to be at launch, but we're going to keep working on it, blah, blah, blah. Instead, it dropped, and then they had to start explaining it when people went, hang on, but this isn't what we thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they and, chose silence, yeah. And, yeah. and they kind of did talk it back a bit when asked, but it wasn't really, it wasn't very clear. It was weird because that first unveiling where they showed the, culling of Stratholme campaign mission and everything was remastered from the voices to the um, well they may have used the original voices at that point but they said they were going to redo the voices if they hadn't changed it at that point but all the character models in the cutscenes, all the angles more cinematic, they even changed some of the mission structure to make it less um, like the original which felt repetitive and that you just did the same thing for the entire 20 minutes or 30 minutes however long it took and then the following blizzcon they just didn't really say anything yeah specific they didn't even have a release date it was just yeah it's still happening yeah 
And, and then it came out and, yeah, like, and so people just new- assumed that that's what it was going to be. Yeah. And, <laughs> I f- like, I feel like that that feeling at BlizzCon, and, I mean, you know, it's one of those times where sometimes as a journal you sort of feel like, is that on us that we didn't ask the right questions? But it just felt like, well, of course, that's about to land, but it's not quite ready yet. And so there's not much mm. else to say about it right now. But, it's they, just- but they weren't spe- specific because I asked, you know, how's the thing, uh, you know, cutscenes and everything. They were like, oh, you know, we've scaled some of that back. In- but it wasn't like maybe yeah. not those exact words, but it wasn't. Um, they didn't come out and say, oh, you know how we showed that last year. Um, this is how, this is what we're doing now. It's now a visual makeover new models, uh, new textures, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But um, all that stuff is now out and that's on them, I think, more than... Yeah. Because there's so much assumption you have going into it, especially if you've seen something before. If you're in an event and you saw the game a year ago, uh, you assume that a lot of stuff has has kind of stayed the same um, yeah. and, and you're pretty much there to see what's new. Is usually how it works, so... I mean, there's a give and take, obviously, because projects and things can change, but this is such a completely different scope as to what was initially laid out. I think that's a really good word for it as well. It's the scope because the fact that even that culling sequence, it's not even in the game. Like that one kind of better cinematic you know, and so you're yeah, like, that's right. You you kind of showed us this as this taste of what we're going to get, and then you literally didn't even give that one to us. And I mean, that would have been mm-hmm. that would have been crazy to kind of include one and then not do any of the others. But that's it, right. Yeah. But it's so it makes sense. But that's it. There was just no perception management of how that scope of what we were being mm. offered had changed. And in some ways, that sort of does make me feel like, well, the price should have changed. You know, it should have been like, actually, you're getting something more akin to StarCraft um, yeah. Remastered, you know, so... Um, you and know, also the name. <laughs> yeah. You're calling it Warcraft 3 Reforged. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Reforged has certain connotations. It means that, okay, this is a remake. Yeah, it's not just an up-res, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, there's no question they put a lot of work into those models and things, but then that's also led to its own problems for gameplay. That's like, right. Like, all the kind of issues with how it performs as a game because of some of those decisions that they've made to not quite... Like, again, it just it feels like they didn't quite finish the job. Half-forged. That's right. And it's just it's just disappointing because... The core of the game is still so good. And and a lot of it is actually um, still really, especially the campaign is really impressive still. I mean, yeah. the, the size of it, the epic story that it tells is still impressive to play now. So it's it's weird, like, because my review came from the perspective of playing it back in 2002, of not actually pre-ordering it, but when it came out, <laughs> calling up all stores or EB games I think within 20 30 kilometers to find out if somebody <laughs> still had a collector's edition and then found one and then you know drove there to pick it up you know yeah. it's besides the point that's me being too lazy to pre-order but you know <laughs> <laughs> getting that collector's edition then playing through it and then um, uh, playing Frozen Throne when it came out actually getting to review it for a magazine felt I felt so much pressure even having done it for, you know, a couple of years 
you know, reviewing games and stuff before then. But when Frozen Throne opportunity came through, it would just, you know, I stood here, wow, like I'm getting to review a Blizzard game. This is a lot of pressure. I better get this right. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, Warcraft 3 you know, was, you know, one of my favorite games. Well, still is one of my favorite games of all time. Yeah. And coming in, into it from that perspective, you kind of just, you wouldn't say like, you know, go as far as to say, oh, betrayed or, yeah, uh, um, you know, they've George Lucas me or something. <laughs> it's not like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the reactions to the prequels or that sort of level of yeah. insanity. Yeah, I'm going to burn Maybe. my collector's edition. <laughs> no, I still got the collector's edition. I'm not going to burn it. No. I'm an idiot. <laughs> you um, you hope you- more of those other chumps burn theirs, so then yours is worth <laughs> more. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, look, um, I, I yeah, I really feel like... Um, like exactly like you're saying there, that it's like if the expectations were managed better, which is probably right. That's kind of if there's one issue with you know the love of all things Blizzard in recent times, it's that expectation management has been a problem because that mm-hmm. was the same issue at you know BlizzCon two years ago when it came to not getting a big Diablo reveal and instead getting Diablo Immortal um, was that there was yeah some poor kind of expectation management and I think. You know, when you just think, okay, if all we had been expecting was a good, refreshed, modern, lovely, playable Warcraft 3, then, like, that's kind of what we got. And it is lovely to go back. And, you know, again, sort of Mm -hmm. as my kids are hitting kind of the early teen era of enjoying games, it's a great thing to be able to sort of put this in front of them and go here it is. Like, this is where some of this started. You know, like, my son's read all the um, companion, I uh, know, chronicle books. Yep. And so he like knows all this lore and it's great to be able to go, this is it, buddy. Sit down and go for the ride, you know, and knowing that he's, it's not going to be a, a kludgy 18-year-old version of the game, but that actually it's going to work really nicely. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a great thing That's to right. be able you to share with Sylvanas people. come in as just an archer. Yeah. You know, she's just a night elf and she's just like a bit character towards the end of the night elf's campaign. Oh, hey, it's Sylvanas. I wonder yeah. who this is. Yeah. And you're like, oh <laughs> my God, this is where it began. Yeah. Thrall and then even flashbacks to like Gul'dan. And it's such a, it, what surprised me in playing the campaign again was just how beautifully it all flows. So you start um, the prologue campaign, which they added a couple of bonus missions that were included in the Frozen Throne and yep. part of the demo. So the prologue campaign now is a bit longer than what it was initially. So it's now five missions instead of three. Um, but you start off as the orcs and um, thrall, basically leaving um, for Kalimdor, yeah. and yeah. then and then you switch, and then then it just like it has just this sort of like linear cinematic flow that kind of makes sense. So you have then you introduce the the alliance and Arthas, Prince Arthas, and and the scourge and the plague and what's going on and then you know the big turn his downfall and and his reasoning being you kind of understand what where he's coming from yeah but he's you know you, you just can't agree with him and then you lead into the undead campaign which is gets pretty dark and really different for warcraft like it seems to introduce a lot of new things into the lore and into how the world works. And then you go back to the orcs and then the night elves and then Frozen Throne continues from there. It's such a huge story it tells. And yeah. then each mission is different from the one that came before. And 
and the longer you get into it, the further you get into it, the better they get in terms of design. It's really weird. It's almost like as if the team kind of designed it chronologically. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a really good point. Yeah. Because the actual design gets better. and Because you feel the same thing with um, StarCraft 2 trilogy, um, each trilogy. Yeah. I mean, they're all great, but like, you know, the mission design seems to get better as it goes. Because obviously the team has more time. They they know how to how to play with RTS genre in more ways than they did before, and you know what didn't work, what does work, and you, you kind of get that feeling as well, just from the campaign within Warcraft Three. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, art nerd analogy here um, that uh, when um, uh, Michelangelo was painting the roof of the Sistine Chapel, he actually had never painted a fresco ceiling before. And so <laughs> when you actually get shown it sort of, you know, like it's been a long time since I was there, but the the tour guide pointed out where he started and that he actually worked towards kind of the, you know, the famed panels of the of God and sort of, you know, uh, Adam reaching out and kind of almost mm-hmm. touching fingers. Um, but yeah, he pointed out that basically he kind of taught himself to do it by... <laughs> doing some of the kind of panels that were a little bit more sort of vague in general and then knew, all right, by the time I get to these kind of crucial panels, I need to know what I'm doing. But in the end, it kind of meant that, yeah, that he just went, oh, well, look at that. I've nailed it by the time I got to the really important bits. So (laughs) it's like basically Warcraft (laughs) 3 is Blizzard's Sistine Chapel. That's what I'm saying. Perfect. (laughs) Analogy or? Very, I think it's an analogy, right? Yeah, yeah, analogy. But, like, it's such a good point you make. It always kind of, I think, back to that era for me playing the games. I think, you know, StarCraft really was that first time where Blizzard showed off its kind of storytelling chops within this whole real-time kind of concept. Um, But then Warcraft 3 was that first time where such depth of storytelling across sort of all these kind of interweaving storylines and things. Mm -hmm. And And it became... Character yeah. focused is the yes. other thing. And you're right, and the gameplay itself started to really bring us some of that too. Yeah. Mm. It's weird seeing all the RPG stuff in there now, you know, after World <laughs> of Warcraft. It's all very light and very basic compared to, uh, yeah. you know, wow. But um, it, it really works in the context of Warcraft 3. And yeah. initially, I thought the game was too easy and Compared to StarCraft, which <laughs> playing that, that that gets really difficult really quickly. Yeah. Like if you try playing Remastered now, um, but it gets it does they do. I mean, it's Blizzard, classic Blizzard in terms of like the challenge just ramps up at a really good pace. Yeah, and look, I think um, I mean, I guess on that kind of multiplayer side, and this is look, and this is that other kind of negative aspect because I think look, and yeah, you know, I think it's important to point out that you know if you have those lower expectations just go back and enjoy this all over again it is great to do that um but that then on that multiplayer side where they have again that unexpected element of kind of pulling apart if you own the original version that's kind of now broken because it's all now been yep. put into the new multiplayer engine but that that pulled out lots of different features that used to be part of it like it's mm-hmm. like they kind of really did you know like a mechanic ripping out a whole 
engine. That's and, right. And then leaving some bits on the side and going, but it's running. What's your problem? Mm-hmm. And it's like they, they those, could have mitigated that with yeah. just a, a a roadmap to say this is what's available at launch multiplayer wise, and we won't integrate the clients or force you to until X date. Yeah. And just have them run simultaneously. I mean, it's just so many ways that it could have been improved. But it, the, the weird thing, I guess, like tinfoil hat <laughs> for a moment. I mean, you look at it as as a whole and you kind of start thinking that, you know, the scope of like the huge campaign, like almost as if they didn't realize how much work it would be. And then whatever plans they had, didn't get approved for one reason or another and then it just got quietly released and that's kind of that makes sense in terms of a story but the disappointing thing is that warcraft 3 is still one of the top selling pc games of all time and it's one of the biggest franchises and you would expect that if you're going to remake it if there's any game to remake and give it the proper treatment even delay it for another year or two it would be this yeah Especially in the context of Activision Blizzard, when you look at Crash Bandicoot and Sparrows, and I mean, it's a remake frenzy right now. Capcom doing Resident Evil. Yeah. I mean, there's clearly a call for and high like, and production boy, they, value remakes. You know, that's it. They're showing such respect to the Resident Evil remakes, um, and people are absolutely lapping it up. So mm. it's not like, yeah, the appetite isn't. And, you know, it's one thing to say, all right, well, RTS as a genre doesn't quite have that same appetite, but. Again, it's like, mm. like but you does say, it this like, is... doesn't it though? I mean, that's that's the thing. I think the RTS yeah. genre is is a weird one in that it'll never be, um, you know, Call of Duty level. Yeah. And I think it's like there's certain genres like the adventure game genre, the RTS genre, that'll be huge. Like they have the potential to be huge, but they it's just not, you know, a, a mainstream thing. Yeah. And but I mean, then at the time, Warcraft Three was a crossover game. I mean, who's yeah? You know, it sold, you know, so much. Yeah, and like, yeah, like the big part of what its multiplayer did to then be the spawning point for so many other genres that mm-hmm. now rule the world. If it wasn't for Warcraft, we wouldn't have Dota. I remember, like, because Warcraft Three multiplayer is the weird thing is that playing it as a because you have fewer units, so you've got ninety is your army cap. And playing through the campaign and controlling one or two heroes, the pace of the AI isn't that aggressive, um, relatively speaking, yeah. to multiplayer. So you're given time to to tab between smaller groups and use your abilities, spells, or, or what have you. But when you take that to multiplayer, Warcraft 3 multiplayer, to me, is weirdly more difficult than StarCraft. Yeah. Is that the simple, like what seems a lot easier or I guess casual friendly in terms of playing through the story? It's really difficult multiplayer, like being able to, to manage because it's each small group, I think, becomes way more important. So it feels yeah. like, it feels almost like, which is probably, <laughs> I was about to compare it. It feels like you're playing like, you know, a MOBA, <laughs> but, with, <laughs> but you're controlling like the whole like team. It. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The creeps are yours as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and look, I mean, the thing that I kind of hold hope for here is that, yeah, they've announced like there's a lot of Warcraft 3 tournaments in their schedule, you know, so like even mm-hmm. at, at uh, Melbourne Esports Open. Yeah. ESL Australia are bringing it 
to the esports open yeah yeah and i think to like a league as well yeah so it's like there's a commitment within the company to get that multiplayer it's fun stuff. to watch and that's it i kind of i did tune into one recently on twitch i just saw it happen to be on and i'm like all right i'll watch a bit of this and that's the thing it's like rts games are so much fun to watch multiplayer i find them easier to watch than mobas so like dota 2 and yeah, league of legends is well, I mean, I guess there is. You can kind of tell what's going on, but I think RTS is, especially like with StarCraft, I find it. <laughs> it's just the epic chaos is just so exhilarating when when stuff happens. Yeah, there's but always I, a payoff. There seems. Yeah, I mean, look, I I feel like there's more clarity in that kind of one v one, even though there's like you know a horde of units mm-hmm. kind of yeah. piling on each other, but that you see the setup in that moment before a big fight kind of does break out and. And there is that clarity that it's like, all right, there's a mess of units, but I know that it's it, there's only two people touching these things. Whereas, yeah, in MOBAs, like when there's a giant pylon fight sometimes, all you can do mm-hmm. is like I watch it quite a bit. I kind of thoroughly enjoy it, but there's definitely that element of it's almost like a brawl in Hearthstone sometimes. So you're just waiting to see, so who comes out at the end of this mm-hmm. <laughs> giant scuffle? Um, or you'll see, you know, someone's, um, you know, sort of ultimate, ability effect kind of happens on the field and you're like oh all right you know shit's getting real <laughs> exactly um, so, um yeah i guess it's, yeah, it's well, not it's yep it's not completely disappointing though so i don't want to give the impression yeah. that it's a travesty yeah, yeah. um the, it does a few things like the the new models and the new environments and the new characters for the most part all look great and there are some pivotal um, cinematics where they bring the camera in a lot closer than they than it was in the original release. So it's not a um, a simple up-res across the board. So there are there are some tinkering with some of the cinematics, but it, it's kind of like a, a halfway measure. So there, there is a, still a little bit of disappointment in terms of, um, well, you, you, you did that, but you didn't yeah. make it as cinematic as you could have, or you didn't upgrade the animation to go along with it. But But there is some effort to to beef up the presentation and for the most part all that it's it's still a huge endeavor because all the creeps as well um they've added more variation uh, than what there was originally so now the world actually feels a lot more like uh well than it did yeah than it did previously well it feels more warcraft than the original warcraft 3 release if that is even possible <laughs> yeah yeah well it's and you know i it, it makes me think of the you know some of the um, images they've released from the you know early alpha era of World of Warcraft and stuff, where you're like, yeah, it's like it, mm. it, it, it certainly looks more Warcraft than some of those very early ideas of what World of Warcraft was going to look like. Um, so you know, it does feel like they've learned the right you know lessons of how to how to give it that world building kind of feeling um, behind what they've done to it now. But yeah, yeah I you know, like I said, I like there's the sadness around sort of what it could have been but i think it is still as a package something i'm kind of pleased that exists it's still a great story and worth playing through the campaign yeah 100 percent. and i do you know a year from now maybe all that multiplayer stuff i think you're right about the timeline like what what they really sort of and i think they could still do and you know kind of still owe to that community of people who've still really passionate about um, yeah, about having played mm-hmm. the old one and sort of now is to say when are those features coming back? Not a vague where we're still working on it. It's like, so 
when is it coming? Because if you have tournament schedules out there, then this stuff should have a roadmap to ladders and things for people to just enjoy getting back into that as an ecosystem, Mm -hmm. not just sort of thinking, well, I think I'm pretty good and, you know, maybe I should go and play something more serious. You know, it's like that's what the online sort of ladders and stuff are for is for people to slowly go, oh, turns out I'm getting pretty good at this. (laughs) Mm, There's certain things that they should be doing. It's so weird. Like it's hard not to be critical of yeah. Warcraft 3 Reforged. It's like it's very difficult because it's, it's just such a long list of things of like, you know, things that stood out to me like the fact that you can't scale the text that comes up on the screen, the prompt. It's like yeah. huge. The yeah. fact that you can't scale the UI. It's like, it's just little things that you go, why can't I change that? Why can't I like press one key to go from old to new graphics, which is always a feature that I love in yeah. remasters like you could do it in Starcraft exactly um, yeah. and in, even in you know games like Halo and other titles or Secret of Monkey Island even you know remake. again when they put um, you know the original Diablo into Diablo 3 as that kind of holiday mm. festival event they had that same thing in there so yeah it's it's like they've got history for doing that and therefore, it's not wrong to have felt like that was part of what you would think is, you know, sort of minimum spec for what we were going to get. Um, and it, it does sort of then make you question, yeah, well, if they say, oh, we're doing Diablo 2, like that there is that element yeah. of being a bit gun shy about, well, what exactly does this mean this time? Because we're not that happy about the last time. Yeah. I mean, on a positive note, I mean, they do have a dedicated classics team which is a team precisely focused on either remastering or remaking (laughs) bungling or something in between (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so that's the the question is what will they do next i mean the expectation is that it's diablo 2 but really do you think it would be diablo 2 um yeah i mean if like there's definitely that Right, like there was the Blizzard Arcade last year where they had everything running all the way back to like Blackthorn and, um, mm. you know, so there's some of those elements where it's like... Blackthorn, I'd love they should do that. I mean... I'm sure it, that'll be easier. Nice palette cleanser. Yeah. Can you, you can't screw that up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's very few expectations for what people... Because <laughs> most people won't even... <laughs> We don't even have any memories of playing it. No, no. It's like I, I never played it. Um, you know, I. I played it. Yeah, yeah. My I cousin liked... had it on PC. Oh, Blackthorn, and it was, it was it was the era of another world and flashback, and this was another one of those. Yeah, and it was a really, but it kind of had a comic book feel. Like almost like a He-Man style cartoon, like Saturday morning cartoon pixel look to it which was different whereas another world and flashback i mean they weren't realistic looking but they were kind of like from that prince of persia school of um rotoscoping realistic looking animation so you kind of get the impression that that the animation is real whereas yeah blackthorn wasn't interested in that it was it was similar sort of platforming but it was straight you know comic and you had that uh, the main character with his shotgun and it was just he just had that one move where he could um, blind fire it by holding it behind his back, oh. so he would just walk past, you know, enemies and then just go, <laughs> just take him out without looking at him. Yeah, right. 
And when you're very young, that's very, very cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, watch me. I'm doing the cool thing like in the movies. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So, you know, hopefully um, we get a little bit of massaging from here. Um, they don't necessarily, you know, uh, remove the pain, but they can protect a future for this game that will... Um, put it on a good path for the people who do mm. want to it's, see it's not a unsalvageable. community. Yeah. Totally not unsalvageable. Yeah. And you I think they like just the, need to improve I mean, the things, mod tools thing is going to be there, so there's definitely that thing of people being excited about, you know, long-term, mm. that, you know, that kind of holy grail idea of someone building yeah. ancients of the defense. Uh, mm-hmm. in the yeah, new... defense of the ancients <laughs> is coming back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't, don't beat around the bush. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Wizard may have lost that meal ticket, but yeah. <laughs> Dota will come back to it. Yeah. Um, also, somebody made or had started making a full third-person action RPG, and it looks like WoW with Warcraft Reforged graphics. Yeah, right. It's really interesting. It's like a, a, it's the weirdest <laughs> thing because you've got because yeah because because you, you know because it looks slightly better than because it looks better than vanilla WoW did. Yeah. But, this is Warcraft three, so it's not so it's yeah not quite meant to be an RPG <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> yeah. And look, I mean So your brain gets confused. You've just made me jump back to it. And again, I kinda wanna move on in a second, but I think as you say, <laughs> the fact that it has all these modding tools attached to it, it does make it mm. even crazier that they don't let you scale the UI. And like those little elements of like scaling text, scaling UI just mm-hmm. to make it let you play it with the visibility you want to play it with, and I know, yeah, I've seen the, I've seen screenshots of people playing on very large monitors, and there's like this epic UI sitting in the way at the bottom because they've gone, it is a fixed scale UI, and it's just going to mm-hmm. sit there. It's another a broken promise because the original Strathome mission has a different UI, has a remastered UI, completely right. redone. <laughs> it's a lot more like it's much smaller and it's cleaner <laughs> it's like what yeah yeah no yeah <laughs> like blizzard we love you but mm-hmm. bless you you could you could do a lot to make i don't really get playing it like the weird thing i think i mentioned in my review is that like it's just so everything that we're saying now in terms of the negative or criticism you know, like you know we should did this or that as soon as you start playing the campaign like give it 10 15 minutes like you're just totally into it you're back in your happy place the new visuals yeah. work the original soundtrack's still great, wonderful. The original sound effects are still brilliant. I mean, 2002 yeah. wasn't that long ago. So, you know, the writing's great. The voice acting is very cool. It's kind of like in between um, the campy Warcraft 2 era of... <laughs> Remember the narration for Warcraft 2 before <laughs> each mission? <laughs> You're the Alliance. We're... <laughs> I can't remember. That's almost almost like Deckard Kane. I was about to say it's almost like Deckard Kane <laughs> has arrived. <laughs> but it was like that weird accent that wasn't British and it wasn't. Oh, yeah. You don't know, you know what it was. <laughs> it was some employee putting it on. Yeah. 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 So, like in, in between that and the really, you know, wonderful cinematic stuff that, that they've just gotten better and better at. Yeah. No, and that's it. So, again, it's not a, a not recommendation. It's a once you've gotten over understanding all these issues, add it to your collection because you might as well and just then, mm-hmm. you know, enjoy the game all over again. Okay. Um, a quick thing before, because we've just got the last couple of things we want to touch on, but I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about Overwatch League and where 
the poor thing has ended up at the moment mostly because, you know, in the thick of all mm-hmm. this coronavirus stuff, well, I guess I realise, yeah, we've got a little triple bill of coronavirus mentions for the end of the show. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it's unavoidable at this yeah. point. Yeah. But, like, when, you know, when Overwatch League started and they put city-based teams right there on the shirts, mm-hmm. they were, like, so quick out of the gate on that whole idea of, like, we want this to be a true city-based league, but clearly mm-hmm. it takes time to get that set up. That's right, and a global one too. I mean, the yeah. ambition was astronomical. It's one thing to to have regional leagues with regional teams, but to have an entire, like, you know, what each continent yeah. represented is... Not even just, yeah, North American. It's like we were going to be travelling the globe. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, they, you know, they worked so hard to get everything in place to kind of work with, you know, the people who owned those teams to try to really help them get yep. everything set up. They... I remember at one point sort of they were thinking, you know, well, maybe season three, like we hope we can. Mm-hmm. Um, but clearly sort of they pushed really hard because they didn't want to leave it forever. You know, they didn't want to promise it and then never do it. And they tested the homestand concept last year. And then I just feel so bad for them where like it was such, I mean, like even without what's happened, it's like it was, you know, a bold, risky decision to push yep. their league into this kind of territory. From the first few events that we did get to see this year, it's like it looked great. People, like local fans, were loving having their teams in their cities. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the virus has just, like, wrecked it. They've had to turn everything off for March and April. They said they're going to reformat to probably doing... I mean, I kind of feel like they're almost probably knocking on the door of the studio in Burbank again going, can we... Can we please have a pack for the rest of this year, please? Or mm-hmm. something along those lines. And it's oh, just although heartbreaking. Even, <laughs> we couldn't really have it anywhere now. That's a thing. Well, well yeah, yeah, you're right. So it you're is. It's, it's just like full online league kind of style. Um, is the, the, yeah, because the, the terrible, I mean, the, the thing that separated, I think, Overwatch League or was beginning to than all others was the feeling of almost a World Cup Olympic style event, having teams from other countries, it, it kind of gives things a different vibe. It, it makes things feel a bit different versus uh, regional leagues and, and local tournaments. It has that sort of international feel right out of the gate. So it has like a larger than life esports uh, com- competitive feel yeah. straight away without having to. You know, it's almost like the World Cup at BlizzCon or in the lead up to BlizzCon. Yeah, they did a great much, job with that at BlizzCon. Yeah, mm, it's just such a great, you know, seeing audiences from across the globe just you know going for their teams. But not only that, going it's like the Olympics. Like when you, doesn't matter what you're watching, you'll you'll have your favorites and this and that. But there's that sort of global community feel that is integral to to especially to a game like Overwatch and yeah. the Blizzard community in general. So. It's a shame because just just as it was about to hit that sort of peak or settle into that sort of groove, it um, yeah, now it's all up in the air. Yeah, and it's like I was so looking forward to watching those first live shows out of China itself as well, you know, with the four teams in China. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like, you know, like last year, I think, because, you know, again, sort of a lot of those teams arrived in season two, um, 
But like their social media teams were awesome. Like I love yep. sort of how they, you know, they were so good with the memes and <laughs> and like in a way that meant I think they were able to kind of build global fan bases for some of those teams, not just, um, you know, not just kind of go, oh, well, we're just going to appeal to the people in China because that's where mm. our, you know, ultimate true fans are going to live. Um they, you know, sold shirts around the world because they just picked, yep. built their own cool vibes. Um, and that's kind of like one comparison that people made early on was to the NBA. And the NBA is, yeah. you know, on paper, it is a league within the United States, but at the same time, the NBA is global. The NBA speaks to everybody almost anywhere, especially in China, in Europe. And so the comparisons to the NBA were probably more on point than than people yeah. seemed at the time. It's yeah. not just a sports league. It's a it's a global sports league. Yeah, like personally, I sort of you know fell in love with Guangzhou as as a team just partly because I loved mm-hmm. their kind of steel and midnight blue kind of color scheme. Yes. I'm yep. like, this is slick. I think I want one of those jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> and I loved the white space kind of electric bolt as well. Like you know, in between the G and the Z, you know, I'm down for some really slick design like that. Um, mm-hmm. And then, though, of course, Spark with like the you know the pink and blue color scheme that was actually awesome because it was just oh, like yes, going, yep. we are going like you know Miami Heat kind of Florida <laughs> Florida Knights kind of crazy neon color schemes. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's just it's been such a shame for those guys that they haven't had that opportunity to sort of even have that first experience of of what was going to happen with that. Um, so yeah, it's just you know I yeah, kind of hope that. You know, they can get the league back on track in whatever form it has to take. But Do you think this season will be postponed then completely and they'll just pick it up next year? But then how do you even do that with keeping all the players and teams and stadiums yeah, it's hard. and all that? And because, again, it's like those, in business. You know, those investments are big. Um, you know, I mean, I feel like clearly you know, Activision Blizzard, as the big business it is, is going to need to kind of, I think, throw a little bit of support to the people who've invested so much in building these clubs. Um, you know, maybe they mm-hmm. run a few, like, um, you know, sort of um, tournament formats, like a little bit more like, you know, an yep. IEM or ESL-like type tournament where it's like you run a, a few knockout competitions around that mid-year sort of window, like if they can get back to playing. But I think they definitely want to kind of think about how do you... How do you reformat so people feel like, yeah, that there is something to play for for the rest of the year, whatever format that may be? But, you know, the, clearly the multi-stage, you know, 10-week kind of scenarios um, don't quite sort of match up anymore. So, um, but, yeah, but going back to kind of the previous format doesn't work either. So um, to me it almost feels like creating that idea for some online play that is very... Yeah. Um, yeah. Could they continue it online? Yeah, like, I, I mean, that the latest thing I heard was that they're definitely trying to come up with an online format that works for it, mm-hmm. um, which I guess, you know, but again, that's kind of so tricky with the fact. Latency. Yeah, because it's like these teams have now sort of, you know, trying to sort own. of spread out and yep. go hub themselves again in their kind of new cities. But the idea of gathering anywhere, so, you know, um, they, we yeah, kind of need to get to them to, to come back to the states, yeah. Mm. And the states, but now is like every country's got their be, own. Yeah, 
Because it's like America's going to be the worst place for coronavirus very soon. I don't get into the politics of that, but it's just like that their trajectory uh-huh. is really bad right now. Um, and it, clearly they don't even know how many cases there are in the country. So it's it's a mess. Um, so uh-huh. if I was one of those esports athletes, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily want to be going there to base myself yeah. there for six months. Though, again, I suppose they get there, they go hole up in you know, a little compound somewhere and just play a lot of... Overwatch, yeah, they're so. better off going to China at this point. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is that's yeah. what uh, authoritarian regime will get you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and they can shut it down instantly. And <laughs> yeah, they can flip the switch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I did see today yeah. that it's like apparently now in China, the most new cases are from people who are arriving in China on airplanes. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> mm. You're like, oh dear, yeah. This is mm-hmm. this is a bad cycle. Freedom's overrated. I'll say it again. <laughs> um, the Give other me two a nice things. Strong leader. <laughs> um, I wanted to, yeah, really quickly touch on the fact that I read a story and I cannot find it again. But the old Zolgarub corrupted blood um, uh, incident has uh, reared its head again um, because apparently people have kind of jumped back into some of that research that took place. Um, uh, off the back of that classic, well, I guess it is going to soon be back in WoW Classic. Um, you know the uh, that raid scenario where people uh, who were hit by Hakar's corrupted blood effect, uh, which put mm-hmm. a dot on people, and uh, in particular the bug related to if your pet got it, uh, and then you re uh, respawned that pet in a city, uh, then basically it would slowly wipe out the city. Um, and the fun shenanigans that that ensued. Um, and some people, actual scientists, analysed the way that all worked in the game uh, to look at that as a as a comparison for how pandemics <laughs> take place. Because mm-hmm. um, the thing I hadn't realised in the first time around with that whole situation, the bit I'd missed was that NPCs could also get... Uh, the dot right. on them and NPCs with very very high uh, health pools meant that they yep. wouldn't die very quickly from it. Yeah, they would and remain so, carriers, so they would just infect people for a very long time. Yeah, yeah. And in that in that pandemic sense, it's like they are just the carrier who doesn't even know they're sick. They're just walking around <laughs> infecting everybody else. Um, so yeah, just an interesting little uh, you know moment there where it's like. Uh, as people sort of work on the latest viruses, that old research on what happened in World of Warcraft pops up again as something people like to reference to think about, mm, how, how exactly do these things spread? <laughs> Let's have another look at that video game incident. How do you feel then about games that have these sort of elements playing them when you were in self-isolation? If you were like in quarantine or self-isolation, as most of us We'll probably be limiting our, yeah, you know, outside so I, social time. I know with my uh, yeah my other sort of uh, responsibilities, I've been told that we've closed the office in Sydney, so mm-hmm. I won't be heading up there. Uh, well, you know, the first version was until the end of this week, but I'm sure it will continue a little bit past uh, past that for a while. Um, so, are you thinking of the kinds of games where you go, "Oh, this is a little creepy" with the crazy? Uh, yeah, I mean, like, things. Uh, like the, yeah, the division, cool. like you know, is a game about <laughs> yes. a viral outbreak, and so you're wondering, you know, urban Washington and New York, and you know, there's yeah, and there's nobody it's like, around. This is too real. 
Mm. Yeah. I, I, don't, I didn't have a problem with that. No. No, yeah. I, I think if I was, like, you know, if I'm watching, like, or playing, like, a Fallout-style thing, I'm, I'm okay. Yeah. But if I'm watching, you know, like, a Disney film, I might feel uneasy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the one that got me was, um, uh, you know, the, uh, what's it called? Plague Inc., the game where you, mm. on mobile game, where you get to play as a virus trying to destroy the world. Um, that uh, that they banned that game in China as it was kind of climbing the uh, climbing yeah. the charts all over again because everyone's just and like, hey. the devs had to put a disclaimer too, saying, "Hey, hold on, this is not an actual, yeah, um, not to be not to be used as a tool <laughs> to plan hey, your if, life around." <laughs> if you are a virus that is attempting <laughs> to take over the world, please don't use this as a training tool. <laughs> that is not fair. Yeah, if, you, if your name is Pinky or the Brain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Using this, <laughs> your plans for this evening and this evening alone because yes. tomorrow you're going to have a different plan. <laughs> as um, you do every night. <laughs> but I do, I do quite enjoy that. And in fact, I got a screenshot sent to me from a friend who, who uh, played a game of Plague Inc. recently and successfully uh, destroyed the world. Um, had named his virus mm-hmm. uh, COVID nineteen, and. I uh, believe the world, <laughs> according to if he is prophetic, I mm-hmm. think the world ends around about Valentine's Day next year. So you're all warned. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Ramel, if you're listening, um, it's all your fault if we're doomed. Yeah, because <laughs> he clearly trained the disease to do this to us. See, it's yeah, but surely, surely there'll be a few Matt Damons of us out there. And that's a reference to the movie Contagion, <laughs> where Matt Damons, he's immune. Oh, so I guess that serious you know demon oh, face geez. the whole movie. Did he's you, like totally immune. <laughs> like, did you just spoil the movie? I haven't watched it yet. Um, no, 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 no. He's he's immune. So, like, okay. that's that's like that's established very early on. Okay, it's a great and movie. Though. Is that how they get the antibodies or something? I can't remember. I don't think so. Oh, it's okay. not. It's not. Um, he's just a lucky <laughs> movie. I watched recently. Did you the movie yeah. Outbreak? Well, yeah. <laughs> Um, with, from the nineties with Dustin Hoffman and yes. Morgan Freeman. Yeah. So, so there's a viral outbreak. So it's apt to watch and you know and you know, the crazy Donald Sutherland's like, let's blow up the town, like drop a non nuclear bomb on this small town where it's where there's an outbreak within the US. Yeah. And so they're gonna drop the bomb that evening at like six PM. So within a day, this all happens in the space of a few hours. Right. So Dustin Hoffman and Cooper Gooding Jr. They are looking for the host because if they find the host, they can get the antibodies and make a, a serum or a cure or whatever. So they go, they find this boat of where the monkey came in uh, into the US. So they fly offshore, find the boat, and on the boat, there's a, one of the workers there had a picture. He's, he's now dead from the virus, but he had a picture of him with the monkey. And so now they know what the monkey looks like. So then they fly to a TV news station in San Francisco or somewhere around there. And they go on, the, they hijack the news show and they say, hey, everybody, if you see this monkey, give us a call on this number, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And so then they hop in the helicopter and they, all the while they're being chased by the military, right? <laughs> yeah, okay, yep. <laughs> and so then they're chasing, then they get a call and there's some small girl in some house that they live near the forest. She knows the monkey, it's her friend. Right. The mother calls up. So then they go there. And then they have to lure the monkey out. She has to go out with a banana. So they, anyway, they get the, shoot the monkey with a tranquilizer. <laughs> they take the monkey and they go back to that small town, hook the monkey up, take some blood, make the serum, and then start 
testing to see if it works. It works. Hey, people are getting better instantly. Like this all happens in the space of like a few hours. <laughs> and then, they, and then the, the, the bomber is going to come <laughs> and drop the bomb and destroy this small town. So they have to get back in the helicopter oh and fly God. up and go and like, you know, and try and commit some, hey guys, we've got the cure. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. It's oh insane what happens in a day. I yeah, I insane. Have, like I'd heard of it, and actually, like weird trivia note, I have a friend who lives in Hollywood <laughs> who was in that movie, um, mm-hmm. but I'd never watched it. But you know, he told me about sort of doing a scene with Dustin Hoffman. He's like a bit player kind of guy. Okay, he, he pops up in lots of weird old movies. <laughs> um, but uh, so yeah, I kind of knew of it, but had never quite mm-hmm. caught it. I hadn't realized. So, yeah, Contagion how is wild like a serious film. Is. Yeah, but whereas Outbreak Contagion is, is insanely wild. It's just it's nuts. Last week <laughs> on the uh, Bite Side podcast, we talked about the fact that Contagion is actually now very very high up on the BitTorrent uh, charts because it is unavailable on any streaming service. So, mm. of course, people have been torrenting it. It's like, well, I want to watch it because I'm in the mood for watching contagious, horrible things happen mm-hmm. to that, humanity. That's what I did with Out- Outbreak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were like, I'll take the poor man's I did, I did contagion because contagion is see it there. on Stan or Netflix. So oh, like, is uh, that that old, like, uh, movies like Contagion, when they don't have it available, they sometimes will give you that sort of cross, cross-reference to go, we no, know they you didn't have, to watch they didn't that. have Contagion or Outbreak. Oh, and I made, the, I made the ex- executive decision. To, uh, Did you pay to look money at alternate to sources out, for outbreak. outbreak? Oh, okay, yeah. right. Oh, so you're the guy who went. I can see there's a lot of peers like, available. I can, for, yeah, uh, I can see people that are downloading this movie called Contagion, whatever that is. Yeah, and look, where's Outbreak? I'm going to find those two people who are hosting a copy of uh, Outbreak. No, no, no. It's surprisingly <laughs> up there. So you, you were you're just suppose. you're doing the mainstream news version of what what was trending. Yeah. You didn't go deep enough and and start talking about how Outbreak is now, you know. Yeah. Trending 110,000 times more than it ever has <laughs> yes. or has since 1994 or three yeah. or whenever it came out. Very, uh, <laughs> yeah. The important movies and the important information. Um, let's wrap it up there. Mm-hmm. It has been great to talk and to, <laughs> yes, end up in a very weird hole of contagion. But then, isn't 2020 a weird place to live, Costa? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> um, can you tell people where they should go and find uh, more of your cool stuff on the internet? Mm-hmm. At Todovsky on Twitter. And uh, you can see me every day at ozgamers.com. And I also freelance occasionally for IGN and monthly for Red Bull Games. But yeah, if you follow me on Twitter, that should be most things if I remember to put it up. Awesome. It's usually the catalyst. And yeah, I will make sure and put in a link to your Reforged review as well because you did. I think it was a very lovely, nuanced take on this whole mess that so many other people Mm. have gotten very, very, very upset about. So, you know, we brought it back to somewhere a little bit more reasonable while still giving them a mild spanking along the way. So that's, you know, that that was well done. That's right. Yeah, at Um, the end of the day, it's like go out and play it. I That's mean, it. If you're looking for something to play, play Warcraft 3 Reforged. Yeah. And yeah, do not worry I think about, you're right. It should you be know, cheaper. Whatever but it's... Other uh, than that, it's, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, whatever it's Metacritic score ended up being smashed down to by all the... <laughs> oh, the yeah. Intentional it's effort. It's like to headlines. It. Yeah. It's now the lowest scoring game on Metacritic of all time. It's like, all right. Yeah. I can think of 10 other games that are... <laughs> I can think of many other games that charge more money for less fun. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Oh, that, writing that review was so tough, though. Like, 
at the the point I came to at the end was actually the point that made me think, okay, I can actually write this. I, I was almost it's like silly because it's something that I should have known, but it's like the, the realization is that you know if you've got a bad game and you give it an amazing remaster or a remake, it's still a bad game. Yeah. And you can't, because that's the whole thing. A lot yeah, of people were saying, you know, why, like, you have to be reviewing this based on the quality of the talking about it only based on what you've done new. But at the same time, a good game that's given a so so remaster doesn't make it a so so game. It's still a good game. And the issues are that. I mean, it's such an obvious thing, but it's something that you kind of need yeah. to remind yourself of or even, you know, realize, go, oh, yeah, that's right. Like, you know, that's why, you know, games like Resident Evil 2, why. The remake is so, you know, brilliant. Is that because it was a great game back then, and now if you do a great re- remake, it's it's, yeah. it's it's the perfect scenario. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you don't remake Gex the Gecko and go, wow, you know, look how great it looks. Which was my problem with the Crash Bandicoot <laughs> yeah. remakes. I gave them a terrible review and got blasted by some old school PlayStation fans because I was like, <laughs> you know, I'm from the school that Super Mario 64 should be taught in school. Right. <laughs> That's the way to do it. Yeah. All right. I but I'm am, too riled enough. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm, uh, you can find me at, at Seamus. Uh, and again, Todovsky, if you want to go and shout at him about his review of, of uh, that or Crash Bandicoot or any other game. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, if you are a Crash fan, explain to me why. It's <laughs> or even worth looking at. Yeah. Were you more of a banjo really kind of guy? Or, uh... Oh, for sure. <laughs> Um, so yes, you can also find all our stuff at Biteside on Twitter, at the Biteside on Instagram, and Biteside on Facebook. And the scrapyard at biteside.com is where you can email about this show and send your complaints. I will check them. Um, if you send a really good complaint, I could even read it out for you. So you know, keep that in mind. Um, no curse words, preferably. Oh, look, just curse away. Mm-hmm. Um, that's fine. That's that's the way the world is. Strange says. times. Exactly. It is 2020. Let us know what you think. If now's the time to let somebody know what you think. Maybe it's that old South Park thing as well. Oh, that's the, the sort of advice you don't give to the internet in general. Yeah, yes. It's Maybe like it's, now's the time to turn it down. It's like the actual <laughs> words of curse have been applied onto the world. Maybe that's mm-hmm. kind of that scenario that we've entered into, um, like that classic <laughs> South Park episode. Yeah. Um, anyway, thank you all again for stopping by. Thank you again, Costa. It's always great to catch up. No problem, mate. Um, but we will catch you again very soon. Oh, yes, because mm-hmm. next week we know we know for real that we've got new Hearthstone things coming out. Um, we know that they're being announced this week, uh, March 17th in America. Remind me, that's, that's the one with cards, right? Hearthstone, the one with cards. Um, yeah. We do know... That Costa ah, holds yeah, secret that's... information in his brain because mm-hmm. we, we it is public that was information. That, that I was at the beep. Yeah. Um, and so here's my guesses, and you can confirm if it's true. Um, given that it's launching on St. Patrick's Day in America, um, is it the year of the leprechaun? Is that what we're getting? The year of the leprechaun? Oh, wait. I think, has Costa um, already left? Did he leave? <laughs> <laughs> um, what, else, what other Irish? The Year of the Banshee. That's a classic Irish mythological mm-hmm. being. So, you know, I should keep running. The year of the Green. There is just there is a pot of green. gold, but it lies at the end of the rainbow. And sadly, oh, uh, that a rainbow pot of, has another day. There's a there's a pot of gold that lies at the end of 
every three games uh, that you win in Hearthstone. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's got 10 gold coins in it, that's all. But it's there every third game. No, but no more than uh, 10 per day. <laughs> you can't even imagine what it is. That's what... Yeah, look, I'd love I'm, to say something, but I can't. I'm yeah. bound by laws, I think they are. I understand. Actually, I don't even think they're laws. I mean, what are they going to do? <laughs> I, I am psyched. I choose not to tell you. Yeah, I am psyched for the fact that they even... Yeah, they have, just as a simple tease thing, have str- just straight up said, this is the biggest announcement that we've ever made. So it's like, all right, yeah, it's serious. Um, and yeah, I wish I'd been able to be there to have all this secret information in my brain too. But we will be able to go deep on this stuff next week. I might even see if we can get mm-hmm. uh, another one or two of our uh, Hearthstone buddies because um, I know people like Cam and Sterling and some other folks, uh, mad keen Hearthstone folks. So we could have a Hearthstone special next week to deep dive on all the cool new stuff. But until then... Holy dooly! Oh.